Welcome to Well Played Podcast, a show on all things playful and joyous. This is a podcast committed to bringing you playful learning and teaching. Simply put, we are finding joy in the journey. Today on the show is an old gamification ally, Dan Klumper. Uh, Dan and I are going to be chatting about millennials as teachers in the classroom because Dan now finds himself in sort of teacher training at the university level. Uh, but Dan, why don't you introduce yourself? Give us a little bit of your background. Sure. Hi. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, my name is Dan Klumper, as uh, Michael said. Uh, I currently teach at Dakota State University, which is in Madison, South Dakota. Um, I've um, been there for two years, uh, and so I love it. Uh, it's a really good, good place to work. Um, it's challenging in a really good way. Um, prior to my Dakota State position, um, I worked in the Sioux Falls School District, which is the largest school district in South Dakota, as an instructional coach, working with uh, social studies middle school teachers. And then before that, um, I was a sixth grade social studies teacher at Brandon Valley Middle School. I did that for nine years, so that was my, my bulk of my professional career so far. Um, and so happy to be here. And if I remember correct, like I said, uh, you did gamification all the way back when you were a sixth grade teacher, right? Yep, yep. So um, it kind of worked out nice because um, one year as I was a middle school teacher, I tore my ACL. So I had a lot of time to sit around and do nothing. And so I just started <laughs> searching and researching uh, and reaching out to people, you being one of them, about gamification because I, I was very intrigued by it. And so um, my eighth year as a middle school teacher, I, I tried some just some mini gamification type stuff. And then um, in year nine, the following year, I just jumped full full in and gamified the whole year. And then unfortunately, I left after that year. I was going to say, that's <laughs> some then, bad timing. Right, exactly. And so uh, I, I left and then I went to be an instructional coach. So I helped some of the teachers who were who were willing to try it, uh, gamify their world. And then uh, I, when I went to Dakota State, I brought gamification with me. And I didn't just want to tell my students about it. I wanted to show, that, show it to them. So I gamified my methods course. Um, so it's been a lot of fun to be able to bring that into college. Awesome. So you gamification at the university level, that would be another fun topic to do on another day with you. Uh, but today's topic is this idea, this notion of millennials. Uh, millennials, I'll, I'll admit, before the show, we looked up the, the age range for them. It would be somebody that today would be 22 to uh, 35-ish, 36-ish. Yep. No, 36. Yeah. And that's as of 2018. But um, so I thought this would be a good topic because uh, we hear a lot about millennials being a little different, acting a little different, having different things that drive and motivate them. Uh, and as somebody that's sort of prepping those teachers, sending them out into, you know, from their methods classes into classrooms to try practice lessons and ultimately graduate uh, and become a teacher in a classroom. What what are you first off? What are you seeing? What 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 is what is a millennial like? So so far, in my experience um, with 
the millennials, and I'll, I'll kind of speak to my methods course, which is when I get them as seniors, and that's a course they take right before they student teach. Um, and honestly, with with the with the two years of millennials that I've had through methods courses, um, what really stands out is that they're they're honestly really like excited and passionate about being a teacher and this idea of being able to um, really impact like the world, not not just a classroom or a kid, but the world. Like they they have that, and so I feel like that's really good though because. They're excited. They're they're just like eating up everything that we can teach them, and they're just really, um, like, fill me up with all of your knowledge and strategies and tools. Like, I want to know. I want to so know all this stuff. They're really like, I don't know. I mean, they, you like you said, they they have this passion, this drive, mm -hmm. that seems a little larger than uh, previous generations of students. You think? You feel? Yeah, I would say. Um, yeah, I would. I would totally agree with that statement. They. They're not, um, like, I would say overall, they are coming to class and they want to, they want to learn, they want to get some strategies, they want to, they want to get, get prepared. They're not just looking for their A and then moving on. Like, they, they take it serious and I think it's, it's really cool to see and it makes, it makes teaching a class like that, um, a lot of fun and very rewarding. Nice. Uh, so with that said, do you feel like the students... I don't know, like, are they a little more attentive? Like, or do they do better projects with that drive? Uh, I, I guess what I'm trying to feel out is aspiration, you know, equal to sort of like drive and like determination and grit to do the work. Or is it is it merely like a desire to change the world? Like the same as my sixth graders saying they want to be a NBA basketball star, but they hate going to practice. Like those, those two are. Yeah, I think um, I think that's a that's a, a little bit of a tough one as far as like a general statement or an answer. It's I, I would say it's pretty case by case basis. Um, the thing with my students, and I don't know if this is I, I, this is probably similar across the higher ed world with college students. Um, they have a lot going on with their social life is a is a big deal, and I get that. And they also have um, I would say 90% of them have almost full-time jobs during the week, plus their full course load. And so, um, they, they have just, they just have a lot going on yet. They still, I feel like do a really good job of, of putting forth the grit to, um, do what they need to do to make a difference. Like saying, I want to make, I want to go make a difference and then doing nothing to get prepared to do that is one thing. But I don't, I don't feel like I, I see that. I, I feel like I see overall their, they are full of grit and then that's awesome. That's, that makes things, um, like going in the right direction for sure. That's fantastic. So, uh, I gotta admit, I'm, I'm excited about, you know, teaching side by side with some colleagues that, that really like aim at shooting to sort of change the world or change the educational landscape for the better. Uh, that's pretty awesome. Uh, what, what are some things that we could expect teaching side by side with these colleagues? So I guess I can only speak to my students as your future colleagues. Yeah, um, let's let's say one of them just okay just got a job. They're going to be teaching sixth grade with me next year. Well, what am I what am I expecting? Okay, perfect. So here's what you're going to get. What am I going to get? I'm excited. I'm like excited. <laughs> yeah, this is fun. This is a, this is a fun thing to think about. Okay, um, so you're going to get 
a student who is um can we just can we just make believe like a pretend name for the student can sure. we give them like, uh, let's go with Tyrion. Tyrion. Yeah. Tyrion um, is he's going to be teaching with you next year. Tyrion is teaching with me. I'm excited. So uh, just a minute, buddy. Um, so here we go. He's going to be uh, he's going to be dialed into Twitter. He's going to be somebody who participates in Twitter chats. Um, he's going to be dialed into the teach like a pirate mindset. He's going to know what the acronym stands for, and he can tell it to you with the snap of the finger. And he's also going to know how to carry out each of the six letters of pirate, okay? Um, That's pretty awesome. He's going to know how to gamify uh, a lesson, a unit, the whole year. He's going to feel comfortable with gamification as a, as a powerful teaching strategy. Uh, he's going to know how to make a digital breakout. He's going to know how to make a physical breakout. Um, this, he's gonna know. this guy sounds awesome. Like, what? Send him my way. I will definitely do that. Yeah, I will. I will send Tyrion your way for sure. And he's. I, I feel like um, you'll get a colleague who is is one hundred percent committed to building relationships with the, with the students and and having and they'll they're, they're going to know like that is priority number one. Like we don't we don't go a class period without talking about the importance and the power of building relationships and so like that is just going to be so ingrained in their heads when they get out to schools so um, that's, that's fan- coming that's fantastic because I mean I think we as veteran teachers know that is like the cornerstone of any successful classroom uh, I think that helps with classroom management it helps really like sell your course to the students because. They have mm-hmm. to know you care about them sort of first before yeah, they're going to okay. care about anything else that you try to teach right. them. Um, we kind of not, it's not really a joke. It's kind of, we kind of joke about it, but it's really kind of serious when we talk about like their classroom management philosophy. I go, Oh, perfect. That's easy. It's just one sentence, build relationships with kids and make engaging lessons. That's, that's all you got to do. There's your philosophy right there in classroom management. Nice. 99% of the stuff goes away if you build relationships and create engaging lessons. So it's, no need for a really long paper. Just do that one sentence. It's, uh, I mean, it, you joke, but it's kind of true. I mean, like, yeah, totally. If you have an engaging lesson, students are going to be like working on that, like take a digital breakout. I mean, they are going to be invested in the activity. You're not going to have somebody in the corner like tipping over a chair or something just for fun. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's spot on. So Tyrion, like he's 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 gotta come my way. Yeah, I'll send him. Like, I'll send him for this, sure. This sounds awesome. Everybody out there, like I call dibs. No, <laughs> no taking them. So you don't have to give me the same like student from your class. But what on the flip side would be some challenges that like you feel like students. These millennials might have maybe, maybe they're challenges we've all had. I don't know. I mean, there, there are some traditional challenges as teachers. So um, part of my role is also supervising a lot of student teachers, um, and so based on my methods course, um, and then through student teaching, I, I still totally feel like classroom management is something that they um, just need to keep working at. Um, so we talk about okay, building relationships with students is really important, uh, but that's just something that you kind of have to just get good at and, and practice once you get out there and, and like managing the classroom 
you know, if the kids are younger, like procedures and just um, that management piece is something that is really difficult for them to really master. Um, and it's just one of those things where it's a lot of on the job training when it comes to really getting good at classroom management and also, you know, like building up the skills of building relationships with the students, like having having that ability. So that's something that Tyrion will he'll need to get better at. Um, but he will be committed to getting better at it. So I got to say, so in defense of them and my past self, (laughs) (laughs) um, I think it's hard to, I don't want to say it's hard to build relationships while you're student teaching. Um, but at least when you're doing your, uh, sort of clinical hours, you know, when you have your like 10 hours, you have to go in 20 hours, you got to go in, um, you kind of feel like this classroom's on loan to you, you know, like that it's not yours. Like, I don't know if I felt like fully comfortable, like being me per se, you know, Mm -hmm. you, you kind of wanted to somewhat do what the cooperating teacher wanted you to do. As you said too, you got a million other things you're doing your other job. Um, so I guess I, I found that hard to like do. And I'm sure there was somebody doing a podcast back in the day about me, (laughs) <laughs> not necessarily having that connection with students that that right. you would need to like be a truly like dynamic and successful teacher mm-hmm. but kind of the moment that I got my own classroom and you could build that culture from day 1 I wasn't like a guest that came in right. week week 17 to check out your classroom um that that really like just changed it for me cuz I I could build the class culture uh, and students would understand, you know, my humor, my culture, my classroom, and they would be welcome to have their humor, their culture, you know, and us together build, build this space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And, and what I, what I, I guess, offer up my students as, I guess, advice is, um, first of all, you are a, a guest, so you have to kind of follow what's already been set by your cooperating teacher, but like talk to the kids as much as you can. Always have questions ready to ask them to start up, up a conversation when, whenever there's an opportunity. And also I tell them to really like analyze and reflect daily on what's happening in the classroom and what their cooperating teacher's doing and think, think about like, is this something that I want to do when I get my own classroom next year? Um, why is it something that I want to do when I'm a, when I have my own room? Why isn't it something that I'm going to do? Like just really focus on how the cooperating, cooperating, cooperating teacher does it and reflect on it, analyze what's happening and what they think about it. And so, because at some point they're going to get their own classroom. And so I want them to start thinking about what their style is going to be and not just totally copy somebody that might not be the type of style that they are, you know, meant to have. Yeah. And that, I mean, I think that's such a good, bit of advice to give your students but really everyone listening here like the 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 power of reflection and thinking through what you do really can make like such an impact on your classroom and your Mm -hmm. lessons and and not even like year to year but i mean even like week to week if you sort of think about the high points of this week and then try to sort of emulate them and recreate them for next next week or next Mm -hmm. day uh you, even those tiny little course corrections can produce a very different destination when you're talking 180 days down the way, you know? Right. And like in the middle school world where, um, you know, you teach a lesson 
and then teach the exact same lesson next class period. Yeah. In between the class periods, you you should be reflecting on how things went because if something needs to be improved, improve it. Don't just wait to the end of the day and then you know improve it next year or whatever. Just reflect. I'll always be reflecting as far as what what went well, what didn't, why it didn't go well, what can I do differently. So yeah, class period to class period, day to day, week to week. I think another tip I'd give really anybody your your new students as well as uh, veterans is. Uh, I have a Google Doc. It's just stupid simple with a title, uh, you know, center title, bold, big of each of my units. And mm-hmm. then all I do is jot down some sort of things that I want to try to like include next year, things that I want to change and things that I want to like keep, keep the same, like this, this rocked and like, mm-hmm. you know, is there anything that needs to get cut out, you know? Uh, but it's just that simple doc and I don't write super long. It's not this big reflective thing. It's, it's a, it's a couple bullet points about each of those, but then next year it's so simple to like load that up when I'm, you know, a couple weeks away from that unit and I can just kind of say like, okay, now what did I want to do? Oh yeah. Like I wanted to change this whole unit, like (laughs) throw it all out or just, you know, tweak this or the students like that or, you know, this lesson wasn't that great, but it's nice thing to remember because I know that we can so quickly sort of just move on to the next day and sort of jettison everything that was today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we, then we lose that sort of ability to sort of grow that next year. Yeah, that's, that's um, I mean, I think it's an awesome strategy. One I should have done more as a middle school teacher, but now that, you know, that I've kind of quote unquote, you know, seen the light with the power <laughs> reflection. Um, each semester, day one, I open up a Google Doc similar to you, and I, I call it Reflection Spring uh, 18, and then I have that ready because the the thing that I really needed to reflect on a lot my first couple years at Dakota State in the higher ed world is it is so different between having class two times a week versus every day, um, and then also having the class just be one semester as opposed to the whole school year. So I really had to reflect a lot on like how much time things are going to take how much time I have, like just the whole dynamic of seeing your students twice a week for just a semester as opposed to every day for a year. So that reflection document was just so, it was just like gold each each time because I could look back at that and think about and see my thoughts on timing and if I had too much time, if it was something was rushed. Um, very helpful, very yeah. helpful. Another thing you mentioned was uh, their sort of classroom management, which I think is an age-old teacher you know struggle uh even some veteran teachers still struggle with it um but definitely like new teachers either struggle or at very least are apprehensive about it until they sort of get in there um Mm -hmm. and i i think we've already mentioned a big like key to unlocking that and that's relationships uh but i think another key that i'm curious how what you think how you how where your students fall on this Mm -hmm. is confidence i mean you just really have to sort of speak with, with that weight, with that authority that, you know, you are the adult in the room. Like what right. you have a plan, you know where it's going. Mm-hmm. E- even if you don't, <laughs> you have to sort of speak with that sort of authority. Yeah, that, that's a that's a great thought as far as the confidence piece. So I would say that my students or or I think students, as far as like student teachers, their confidence really. I feel like I can tell 
based on um, what they're teaching. If they're if they if they feel really confident about their abilities in math, like they're much more they're much more confident teacher because they have that confidence in the content themselves. So they just feel more comfortable, which makes them more confident in front of the class. If they're a little not so sure about maybe some science lesson that they're trying to do. Um, so I feel like I can, I can tell that. And so I guess even though content isn't king, content knowledge does help build up a confidence and, you know, help, help build up your confidence. Um, so that's one thing that I've noticed. Also, I think a underrated skill in, in that presence and being in the classroom with classroom management is voice inflection. I feel like a lot of student teachers nice. talk the same they just talk the same tone throughout and it could be like a happy tone. It might not be a total like monotone robot, but it's not Bueller. It, right. It's not quite like that, but it's, it's, there's not enough ups and downs. There's not enough voice inflection going on where that can be um, such a helpful way to get the class's attention and keep their attention. Um, like talking loud, like, like talking fast, slow, loud, soft, because it's it's crazy. I should videotape it sometimes. I think just to show them with when the student teacher's talking, and then the cooperating teacher starts talking. Like there's just a, a real difference in uh, like the attention of the students really, and and just how like that teacher voice that you hear here. I guess talk about that's um, really like that's a really awesome observation, and just I don't know. I love reflecting on that because when you say mm -hmm. that, I definitely think. I'm just sitting here reflecting over my day to day, and I definitely use sort of cadence in, in in my in my classroom, and definitely go high and low, mm -hmm. you know, loud, soft. Uh, <laughs> I just I'm all over the place, but right. I think sometimes that draws them in. Like if you go quiet, if you drop down, and like go quiet, like they just get sucked into that. Other times you're sort of loud and expressive. Sometimes you're just excited and you just kind of, mm -hmm. you you know, you you want you want what you're saying to sort of match how you're saying it. Yeah, or maybe you just stand there and you just don't say anything, and then they're like it's wondering true. what's happening. Like, what? Why isn't he talking? <laughs> and then you just like let that go for a while, and then you do say something. Yeah, it, like just changing it up keeps them keeps them like thinking, what's going to happen? What's he going to do next? Well, I mean, like, I don't know, it's fascinating hearing about these millennials and, like, it sounds like they have just some really unique things coming up with the, the sort of passion and enthusiasm that you talk about, um, that mm -hmm. sort of drive and grit. Uh, that the same token, they're kind of like almost every crop of student teachers in that they're lacking some of that confidence because they haven't had the experience with either the content year over year mm -hmm. like, you know, teachers have had. And they're they're lacking that confidence in terms of the the classroom management because they also haven't had their own classroom and built their own rapport. Um, but I gotta say, like, I'm pretty excited to to go shoulder to shoulder with, you know, side by side with these millennials in 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 my school. What I want to sort of ask you now is like, do you feel like their generation is going to be successful? At their at their sort of drive and goal of dedicating themselves to some larger change. Um, I think so. I'm. I you're, feel an like I'm an you're, you're an optimist. <laughs> yeah, I I have I have confidence in 
the the student Dakota State sends out, I feel confident that that person is going to be an impactful teacher. Like overall, I feel I feel good about what we're doing, what we're trying to do. I'm not trying to give a pitch here, but because um, I, I can only speak to our students, but I, I feel confident in their ability to do what they need to do to be an impactful teacher. So nice. I'm excited to see see them go. And I tell them, I keep in touch. My classes, our class is over, but that doesn't mean you know you and I are over. We're now we're colleagues, so keep in touch. Let's share ideas. I can come to your class. Um, let me know what you're doing. You know, like let's we're, we're colleagues now. We're working together. We're both teachers now. We're not um, we're not done just because the class is over. So sure. it's fun to keep in touch with them and to, and to continue to you know see what they're doing and share with each other. Kind of on, on that note of staying, you know, in touch, do you feel like the millennials in general are going to be better at sort of leveraging social media, you know, for the, the greater good of their students as well as the greater good of, of their own professional development? Yeah, I, I totally think they're going to they're gonna be good at keeping in touch and they're going to be good at using that social media, um, that, that kind of social media angle to share, like they're they're big into, and again, we, I guess we teach them to do this. Maybe they wouldn't do it because a lot of them coming in don't realize like the power of Twitter and education, but once they see it, they're like all over it and they're, they have to do one Twitter chat, but many times they do multiple because they, they quickly see, um, how powerful it can be to connect with so many people and just have an, like an unlimited pool of resources. It for really free. Is. I mean, it really you just, know? you get so many ideas. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I totally think they're going to be um, really leveraging that social media piece to not only grow as an educator, but kind of show what they've been doing with their students to kind of push that out so other teachers can get ideas, things like that. So, um, yeah, I, I feel like they're really good at that. Well, I, I mean, I, I like I said, I'm super excited and I can't believe it, but our time is almost up. And we now have to go into our reflection time. And we have kind of an interesting, it's not really a quote, it's just sort of a, a concept pulled out of this, this report. Uh, so knowing we were going to do this chat today, I looked up some things. And one of the things I found was this Millennial Impact Report. And one of the things it said, it really jumped out at me. We sort of mentioned it now already, but it says... Millennials want to be inspired. They want to clearly understand what they can do to address large problems. Um, I mean, like that seems to echo already what we've talked about today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think they are. Um, they are. They're. They're totally looking to be inspired. Like they're not walking into class um, just like, "What do I do to get an A?" Like they. They want to be inspired, and, and they want to. They want to then go. And use that and inspire others. And so I think that's a spot on quote. That's awesome. I wonder too, like, I know we're right here at the end, but reading that, thinking through some of the things you've shared about the students you have, you know, I, I'm curious, like, how the structure of school might have to change for them, like, in, in a good sense, like leadership, like, will principals, will school boards have to sort mm -hmm. of think of teaching in a different way? to allow the millennials really to, to address some of those large problems. Yeah, possibly. And speaking of like that leadership piece, um, 
I'll, I'll tell them many times, like, hey, you know what? It's your first year, but you can still be a, a leader in your building because you're going to have skills that others won't have. And so just because you're a first year teacher doesn't mean you can't share that and Always. maybe lead, That's a, right. you know, lead a session about how to how to do Twitter chats. Maybe there's teachers in your school that doesn't know how to, you know, that, that don't know anything about that. So try to, you know, look for those leadership opportunities, even though you're brand, think, brand new. I think we all bring talents to the table. Like mm-hmm. all of us. So, you For know, sure. when when he gets a job at my school, I definitely want to learn from him. So. Nice. Well, uh, everybody, thanks for joining in the fun today. Uh, thank you, Dan, for sharing your expertise with us about yeah, higher ed and, you know, these millennials that are going to be coming, coming to us soon. Uh, everybody, I got some exciting, exciting news uh, and that is that I'm hosting the Hive Summit this summer. Uh, if you could visit hivesummit.org to sign up, it is free PD starting August 1st through the 14th, all held online. Uh, we got some amazing speakers. We got Dave Burgess. We got Rick Wormley. Uh, there's, I mean, just check it out. There's nine power-packed speakers, and it's my favorite flavor, and that is free. So check it out uh again that's hivesummit.org to get your ticket into the hive everybody thanks for listening dan thanks again for coming thank you and everybody enjoy your week and play on